The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. Now, I caught up with Richard Miles, Deputy Leader of the Opposition, just before the 9 o'clock news because he's in the Labor caucus meeting right now as we speak in federal Parliament, and I began by asking about what's happening with this final sitting period of Parliament. Uh, final sitting fortnight is, is what we're in. We've got the last sitting week next week. Uh, but, it, yeah, it's always a, a busy period. It's still a little bit different. Like the, the Parliament's not totally full. There'd be a number of MPs from some of the non-COVID states who uh, have decided not to come because they would have faced a quarantine going home. Uh, and there's not the same kind of traffic through the building. We don't, we can't do meetings with people from outside. So it's not quite the same, um, but it's getting back to normal. And, you know, that there, there still has the feeling of uh, a busy schedule running into the end of the year. So this is your last appearance on the program for this year. And it gives us an opportunity, as we always do, to reflect on what's happened this year. But I suppose also to look forward a bit to 2022, which, as we know, will be a federal election year. So a key moment. And uh, I suppose the question is, what will people be deciding that election on, do you think? Good question. Uh, uh, Look, I think uh, it is going to be an election, I suspect, about... Uh, the way in which we recover from COVID, about what the country looks like on the other side. I think in that sense, it's an election which is going to very much be one which is looking forward rather than than looking back uh, over the course of of COVID. Uh, I mean, I've I've said this a lot, that that I thought that in my lifetime, probably the most significant event that we would all live through would be September 11, and we commemorated the 20th anniversary of that a couple of months ago, but really I feel now that the uh, pandemic has eclipsed that and it has completely reshaped the way we've lived our lives as we've all experienced over the last couple of years. It's it's reshaped uh, the way the world relates to each other, the global economy. Um, And and I think what that in turn means is it's probably the single biggest moment to reimagine the country since the end of the Second World War. And, and really, I think the question over the next few years is whether we're going to take the opportunity to reimagine the country and put us on a course for prosperity through the middle of this century. So that it, it really is a moment, I reckon, where we are looking forward and trying to uh, think anew about what Australia looks like and, and to be having that process in the middle of a federal election or perhaps the other way around, I, I think speaks to what the election is going to be about. I, I really hope it's a contest of ideas. Uh, about what Australia should look like as we move forward into the middle of the century. To me, um, it, it is a bit reminiscent of the, the <clears throat> immediate period after the Second World War when there was a lot of thought about building a, you know, a better country, making sure that Australia after that cataclysmic event it was, was better than it was before. And I, I, I think we're, we're in a, in a similar space. So, um, and, and for me, there is a, a, a lot that we, we need to be thinking about. I, you know, I think there's a lot that's fantastic about Australia, but, but there's also some things we need to do better at. And, um, and really, the next term of government is going to tell the story about whether we manage to do better at those things. And, and I think that's what the election is going to be about. One of the things that we seem to be grappling with a bit here in Geelong in the wake of COVID lockdowns and as we recover is a lot of demand for services and products, but it seems like there's a lot of places that need staff. And when you go around Geelong, just about every place, it seems, has a, a sign up on the window saying uh, work wanted, help wanted, that sort of thing. Now, I'm just wondering, what is yeah. the issue here? Why is it that people aren't uh, working? Is the unemployment rate so low that we just don't have people to fill these positions? 
no, I don't think it's quite that, but but I, but I agree that, 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 that there is a phenomenon going on here and people are definitely crying out for people with the skills that, that particular business needs. I think the country is going through a skills crisis and that's really the issue. COVID has, is not the cause of this, but COVID has, um, has, has illuminated it, if I can put it that way. Um, with the, the international border being closed, um, we, there's a lot of people who would normally be in Australia with the temporary work rights who are not here right now. Um, and so that's a huge, you know, pretty significant part of the labour market, which is just not present. Um, that, that is the fundamental issue which is driving the, the, the shortage of those skills. But I think the lesson that we've got to learn from that, and to be clear, I'm very much in support of, of an open border and, and, and hopefully we get our border back to normal as soon as possible. But if we don't learn the lesson from this about the fact that we are not training Australians in the number that we need to, well, then we're really missing a major play here. Um, I mean, we, we are not... We just don't have the numbers of apprentices and trainees today that we did back in 2013. In fact, um, it's about 85,000 less across the country. Uh, and that's not a surprise, uh, or it shouldn't be a surprise, because uh, this federal government under Scott Morrison has cut $3 billion from our TAFE system. So when you, you, know, you reduce funding for TAFE in that way, uh, the TAFE and the vet sector suffers and, and we don't have the numbers of, of trainees and apprentices that we used to have. Now, in a way that's been masked by virtue of uh, of the number of people who've been in the country with, with uh, temporary work rights, but with the international border closed and those people not here, it's suddenly been laid bare exactly the extent to which we have failed in this, this training endeavour. And, and that's one of the real challenges, I think. Uh, as I was saying before, when you look at the, the things we need to correct about the country how we need to reimagine ourselves, um, part of that is about skilling our population. It, it, it's a really critical piece. I mean, the other part of it is that we need to be building an economy which generates um, secure, well-paid jobs. And that means that we've got to be uh, doing much more manufacturing. We're, and, and we can only do that if we're doing high-tech manufacturing. Fundamentally, we have to climb the technological ladder. And when you look at the various indexes of that around the world, in fact, we've been going backwards on that. Um, and when it really boils down to it, um, I think I think the real issue in this country is we we do science pretty well, but we are really bad at turning science into jobs. I mean, we, we're, we are as bad at that as any country in the OECD. If I was to state what I think is the most important piece of microeconomic reform facing Australia today, um, it is needing to turn science into jobs, um, and uh, and that's about commercialising invention, it's about innovation, but it is also about making sure that we've got the skills in the, the labour market to make sure that we can uh, undertake that high-tech manufacturing and that high-tech work. And so it, it, it is both about the commercialisation of science, but it's also about making sure that we're training people. And, and that's right through the education spectrum, I might say. Like, we need more engineers, we need people, more people with lab coats and PhDs, but it, but. It, Principally, we need a lot more apprentices and, and trainees, and, and, and that's where the focus has to be. And you know, so we, we're very much uh, engaged in thinking about all of this. And, and as I say, you asked the question before, what, what, what do I hope the election's about? I hope it's about all of this, because this is actually the really big challenge facing the country. Um, and unless we do do something about this, then I really fear over the next decades we are 
not going to have the same kind of prosperity and standard of living in the future that we've enjoyed up until this moment. When I look at a lot of the positions advertised, though, they don't seem to require a lot of specialised training. It tends to be in areas like hospitality, and uh, it just seems like every cafe in Geelong has a sign-up out the front saying, we want people to work for us. <laughs> yeah, look, I think that, I mean, I think it's right across the, the, the skills spectrum, but, but there are skills there. I mean, there, there are... Um, I mean, from from barista through to chef. I mean, throughout hospitality, there's there's a whole lot of uh, positions which do require skills. You're right. There there are also positions which which um, uh, have have less skills. But right across the board, um, we need to be doing more training and and we and and to build the kind of economy which generates the jobs that are secure and well paid. We just need to uplift. Um, the level of skill that there is within our labour market and the level of technology that we're applying. And that, that is across the board. I mean, it's not, that, that it's not just in manufacturing, it's in the services sector. And in many ways, it's in hospitality as well. Well, thank you for being on the program. I know you've got another meeting to head off to. So I appreciate your involvement throughout the year and we'll uh, catch up with you in 2022. Well, thank you, Mitchell. Thank you for all you do. This is a, a really important program. I really appreciate the opportunity of being able to, to talk with you and through you to, to people in Geelong. And I really hope you have a, a fantastic break. And I look forward to chatting again in 2022. Richard Miles, the Deputy Leader of the Opposition. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram or wherever you get your podcasts.